Thank you, Reverend Christian. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing that one. Yes, Jesus loves me. The young lady sang it. Yes, Jesus loves me.
message but I feel that we need to stop on this first day this first Sunday of February and just celebrate the goodness of God how many of you have been through the fire how many have been through the darkness but you're still standing and you need to celebrate the goodness of God can I get somebody to shout about the goodness of God this morning? When we sing this, all my life, I, you have been faithful. I'd like to invite a few of you who have a testimony. Just come and celebrate it at the altar. I don't know about you. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey! Oh, my life, you have been faithful. I'm going to join the altar. I want to thank God. Oh, my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I have made, oh, I will see of the goodness of God. All my life, all my life. Darkest night 
to the altar this is a sacred place giving God praise not, not not worrying about who is doing it if I can do it my praise goes to God your daddy can't do it for you your, your mommy your member you gotta do it for yourself and thank God for what he has been to you is there anybody who can say he's been too good for me to keep quiet for the rocks to cry out if I keep quiet, hallelujah, you may go back to your seat, Genesis chapter 7 and verses 11, Genesis 7 and verse 11, and while there, while you're getting it there, amen, all right, you say, take your seat, we're going to read it in a while, amen, let me just get through with this, yesterday, the, uh, Young ladies in their 20s and 30s met, or you're all invited when that happens, and they had their uh, celebration. Uh, yesterday was a prayer and uh, on love, Galentine's uh, celebration of women coming together for love, young women. You can put a, send a flyer there. You can put that up. Sister Victoria did a great job yesterday with them. Let's give them a round of applause. A couple, had about 15 of them, a good continuation of that. And then uh, the young people, uh, young teenagers uh, are getting involved in studying the scriptures too. Uh, they they want to do this. They're here at the Connect Group. So uh, we're going to see how that works. I hear they want to do that. And uh, as we hear more about it, we'll announce that more. But these young people want to take what the message is this morning and delve into it like what you're doing at the Connect Group. The Connect Group is starting this Today, this week, 
I think there are three groups this today, and then there's more uh, during the week. And uh, if you are not part of a connect group, sign up to be part of the connect group after the service in the lobby. We would like to get you. There are about five or six different days or four to five different days that they meet. We'd like to get you on there. Study the Word of God. It's very important. How many of you like the Word of God? Shout amen. amen. Well, we're giving you an, op- an avenue to carry the Word of God so it doesn't return void. The Bible says the Word of God shall not return void, but it should go forth to accomplish. And then when you do the Connect Group, you're continuing to not let that Word return void. It's not returning void, meaning that it doesn't stop when you eat your cook-up or your, 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 uh, whatever you're eating this, uh, for lunch today, a lot of people, the word stops right there, and they go to their stomach, and then forget about everything else until next Sunday. But this word now with the connect group will stay on when you get to that group. So I want you to connect with that. And uh, uh, I want to also uh, make an adjustment. We had originally to have... Uh, uh, my dad's book release and book signing on February the 25th. We're now shifting it to March the 11th because of the printers. March the 11th. And uh, this will be first come, first serve in terms of registration. We'll start taking registration next week. We're going to print a limited group of about 100 books. And uh, that is by RSVP. But you need to put your name down and say, sign me up. I want a book. And uh, we hope to have some type of food or dinner that night as a celebration. He'll be signing these books. It will be what you call first edition, and uh, it will be limited edition. Amen. So you want to get in there. Amen. Aren't you glad for my dad? Amen. It's going to be about his life. And so March the 11th, and uh, uh, the book will cost uh, X amount, and then having a little dinner. We, so we'll give you a little price but uh, don't worry with the price. Register if you would like. If you like this ministry, it's based on the legacy of this man, and he's alive. He, thank God he's. It, we're not celebrating somebody who's gone on. He's alive, and so we want to do that. March the 11th. Amen. Genesis chapter 7 and verses 11. And uh, if, would you stand one more time to read the Word of God? Genesis 7 and 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, somebody say you're in the second month. The 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Father, I thank you that you are in the business of still opening up closed doors. And in this second month, I pray that you will open things that have been closed in our life. And I pray today that the word will be opened up in our minds and in our spirit. Bless those who are listening by television and those who are listening by social media. And I pray today that you will give, oh God, a great blessing to those who are, who are here live. And the word of God will come forth 
in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you. And somebody shout, Amen. You may be seated. If you're watching us, I want you to say an amen to uh, make a comment. I want you to say something because that encourages some other person who's hearing the word. When Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, the enemy came and made them believe that they could eat of the tree and not die. And uh, since that time when Adam and Eve succumbed to that temptation, the evil of this world has been working against the good of this world. And throughout the entire history of this world, even when Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, first two boys, and a simple sacrifice was asked. And God looked at Abel's sacrifice and he was pleased. And he looked at Cain's sacrifice and he was displeased. And out of a simple displeasure caused the first murder. The hearts of men is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can know it? How would a brother kill a brother because he doesn't feel good? Since then, the devil has been using that to bring people against people, brothers against brothers, sisters against sisters, family against family, friends against friends, just because of being displeased. And then the Bible goes on, and then the Bible says, and wickedness continue to exceed in the world. And the wickedness of men was so great that God says, I got to destroy everything. In those days, grace was not in the dispensation. It was by justice and by the law. And God says, I will destroy everyone, but my grace is still sufficient that I will warn people that if they were to do this, you will not be destroyed. God always has somebody to bring warning to us before the destruction. He is not going to let destruction come upon us and not warn us. One of the warnings that God is bringing is through his servants who preach to you and tell you that there's a hell to shun and there is a heaven to gain. One of the warnings is for people to understand there's only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. And that while you're living on this life, try to live it as though it could be your last day so that you could live your best life up until that day that you know. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone, but we know who holds tomorrow. 
and we know who holds our hand. We may not know about life next week and life next year, but we know who the maker is, Jesus Christ, who looks after us. Yes, indeed, he looks after you. Yes, indeed, he looks after the sparrow. He looks after the grass. And if he can look after the sparrow in the sky and the grass on the ground, who is you that he will not look after you? You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And God loves you just as how the song says, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I want you to know that God is a faithful God. And when he says he will destroy the world, he meant he will destroy the world. His words are yea and his words are nay. His words are true and his words will ever endure forever. Though everything may fail, but the word of God will never fail. When he says, call upon me in your distress, he means when you call, I will answer. We say when he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He means that if you're a sinner, you can find grace in Jesus Christ and you confess your sins, he is ready to forgive you. Somebody who might be watching me, and I know the church world has a lot of things and we have, they've added a lot of things and, and all prophecy and revelation and, uh, and deep thoughts and everything and that is good but the Bible says I need you to do over your first works and your first works is to get saved and find Jesus Christ did you know there's a lot of people who go to church but they don't know who Jesus is they're looking for a, a miracle worker. They're looking for a, 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 a car. They're looking for a, 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 a remedy for their sickness. They're looking, looking, looking. But when are we going to stop and look for the Savior, Jesus Christ, who came and died on Calvary's cross? Because when you get that connection to God, God will make all things possible. He says in Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things shall be added unto you. You're seeking a house. You're seeking a land. You're seeking a business. You're seeking a marriage. You're seeking a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Why don't you start seeking the Lord? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near and if you come unto him he will in no wise cast you out. Can the church say amen? Can the church say amen? Because if you know Jesus Christ, shout amen. If you know who Jesus is, shout amen. You could like the worship, but you may not like the person who you're worshiping. You may like the music, but you may not understand who the music is to. You may like the lights and you may like the, the coming together, but do you know Jesus Christ? How many of you know Jesus Christ? Put it in there if you're watching. Say, I know who Jesus is. Somebody shout, I know who my Redeemer is. He woke me up this morning. He is my, he is my Lord and my Savior. He is my satisfier. And he is my soon coming King. So, 
One of the first things I want to talk to you about is the magnitude of this assignment that Noah had. And then the second thing, the three M's, the management of the situation. And the third, the miracles that, the, that was released when God did it. Number one, the magnitude of the assignment. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 and verses 8, Noah found favor in the sight of God. You have to understand that you cannot follow the crowd. One of the things that I've been known throughout my life is never to follow the crowd. I remember when I was a young boy at, it was a, I, I think we, I was about 12 years of age in school. And they all had a gambling something. And the teacher says, you all will participate in it. And everybody put their hands up to participate in it. But I, as a young 12-year-old, I said, I'm not participating in it. I don't believe in gambling. I don't know where I got that courage from, but I just did it. And they turned to me and they says, in those days, they used to give you all your textbooks and your exercise books. They says, we'll take away all your books. I said, well, I'll bring, it next, I'll bring it tomorrow, take it away. But I'm not going to bow to what you want me to do because it's against my conscience. And looking back at it, I don't know how that little 12-year-old boy, Joe, did it. Because I'm looking back at him and I'm saying, my, I don't know. He was a strong young boy. But let me tell you, it's not about the age. It's about the conviction that God gives you to you to take a stand in the midst of a crowd. When everybody says yes, you have to be able to say no. When everybody is going one way, you got to be able to stand up. That's why I believe God has given me a fortitude that throughout my life in terms of leadership and everything you may try to bend me here you may try to and I'm not trying to be arrogant but if God has given me a way and a mandate I don't care who comes down from anywhere that mandate comes from heaven and nobody can turn it away because that mandate comes from heaven God God give it to me and God is going to protect me somebody shout hallelujah I brought my textbooks the the next day. They didn't take it away. I brought it the next day. I had a big bag and I was carrying it. I had a bike I used to ride and I would ride it and I would carry it. I don't know if my mom and dad remembers it, but I was a, I was a courageous young boy. And I, 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 I carried it for like two weeks and they never did it because they thought I, they, would, they would have, what would they call it? I call their bluff was what you say. They, they threatened me and I said, go right ahead. The God who made me is going to give me intelligence to pass the exam. Little did you know, years later, I topped that school in the CXC exams throughout the entire Because why? If you put God first, he will make you to go to the next way. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Noah in chapter 6 of verses 8 found favor in the sight of God. We can put it up there. Many of you are in families who may be of other religions. Many of you are in cliques or in groups. 
groups where your, your family does not know Christ or your friends does not know Christ and they would cuss and they would fight and they would gamble and they would do this and they would do that and then they would know wait a second that's brother that sister she don't do that let me tell you if they can see that locally I want you to know that heaven sees it divinely they may be seeing it just locally but God writes it up in heaven and he sees that you are God's man and you're God's woman don't ever be ashamed of the stand you take I ain't gonna eat that parsad that was offered to the idols come on somebody help me now I ain't going to defile myself with the meats of the people I am going to stay pure and holy if there's anything that needs to be done in today's world we need to take a stand for Jesus Christ and have a conviction for God and stay upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail we got too many people who are too weak and feeble and give in if you give in here you'll give in dear and if you give in dear you will give in here stand up for who you are in the servitude of the grace of God and he will honor you with his divine anointing mandate presence and favor and miracles when everybody else is asking for a favor and a miracle heaven opens up and bursts forth fountains and gives you a miracle that everybody else is begging for for the last two years somebody shout hallelujah Tell your neighbor, my miracle, say it loud, my miracle is coming easy. Amen. You know why it's coming easy? Because you found grace in the sight of God. You know why it's coming easy? Because you put God first. You know why it's coming easy? Because you put the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. When everybody and all the family is, is, is crying on your shoulder, you have to understand why. You carry a grace upon you. When everybody else is calling you, can you help me? You carry a grace upon you. High five your neighbor and see grace has gone up on you. Grace is upon you. Grace is upon your family. Grace is on you right now in the name of Jesus. Because what God has done for you, nobody else can stop you. Amen. But when grace is on you, God is going to give you an assignment with that grace. You can't have that grace and hide it in the corner. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. God is looking for men and women who can make up the gap stand in the gap and make up the way the bible says i sought for a man to make up the hedge stand in the gap but i found none he says that the, the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few i want you to know that god is counting on you he counted on moses he counted on joseph 
He counted on he counted on Isaiah. He counted on, on John. But he's counting on you for you to stand in the gap. Are you ready to stand in the gap? Somebody shout, I'm ready to stand in the gap. Hallelujah. And here is what here is what he says. He says in Genesis chapter 6 and verses 13. This is a mandate. He says, I'm going to put an end. And God looked upon the earth and he says, I'm going to put an end. Yes, go to verses 12. God looked upon the earth and he says it was corrupt for all flesh. And he, it, it was corrupted upon the earth. And verses 13, he says, and I will put an end to all flesh that's come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And then he, this mandate about destroying the world came strong. But in the midst of this, he had Noah to break the news to the world. The magnitude of the assignment was heavy on Noah's shoulder. When you carry oil and you carry an anointing, the magnitude of what you carry will be burdensome and you have to carry it. And many times you have to carry it alone. For those of you who have ever led anything, you're going to understand no matter if there's a crowd, you carry it alone. No matter if there's a lot of people who made a lot of noise, if the anointing is on you, you carry it alone. And many times you got to do it alone. And many times you're going to be lonely. All the way to Calvary, he went for me. I remember when Jesus was in Garden of Gethsemane and he left his disciples and he says, can you, can you help me as I pray? Can you just be with me? And they dozed off and they slept away and Jesus was alone and he wept as though it was sweats of blood that came on his face. And then the next morning, they got him and put him before Pilate. And Pilate sentenced him to death. And they beat him. But there was nobody there to help him when he was beaten. And when he was beaten, he had to hold the cross. And the cross was heavy. But he held it and he kept on going all the way to Calvary. He went for me. He went for me. Nobody was there for him to carry it, but he carried it. Joseph of Armatia came and helped him along the way. Sometimes there's going to be a few people who will help you along the way, but not a lot of people are going to help you along the way. But if there is nobody, just say, naked I came in this world, and naked I'll return. And God has given me a mandate, and the mandate is, I must carry it out. If you don't carry the mandate out, who will carry the mandate out? If you don't do the testimony, who will do the testimony? There's a lot number of, of, of ladies who go on the subway and go on the buses and go out there. I want to come on, we need to thank God for them. All of these ladies who are doing that, all these men who are doing come on, thank God for them. Don't wait on everybody else to do it. The mandate is on you. You go and do it. For God has called you to do it. Amen. There are people who are in the chain prayers, and the chain prayers start, I think, on from Friday night. Is that right? Friday night, 
the chain prayer starts and every hour somebody has got to pray don't worry about if Tom Dick or Harry in praying you said may I see them pray no you need to pray yourself because the grace of God is upon you and I want to thank God for all who are praying on that chain it is the prayer that makes the power of God emanate and brings miracles upon this place the mandate is upon you and the mandate came upon Noah you are going to have to carry the news to them Noah was an old man. In those days he was 500 years old. For he had to preach for 120 years. So at 600 years, it was, he, was 400 and, he was 480, am I correct? When the word came and started, you need to tell them, you need to tell them. The magnitude of this was that here was a 480 year old man telling the whole world it's going to be destroyed. Here was the magnitude of this man having to carry that load of the world is going to be destroyed. And God has a time in his divine order that when he says something he will do it. And when he puts something in order it's not going to be revoked. And he put it in order that I'm going to destroy the world. But after 10 years, it didn't happen. After 20 years, it didn't happen. After 30 years, it didn't. Some of you have been only praying for one hour and you're asking God, where is he? Some of us have only been praying for the last one, one week and you're asking God, where are you? If you don't understand God's timing is not man's timing. But when he says something, he will do it. When he puts it forth, he will do it. He is going to be your mainstay, your comforter. He's going to be your, your shield upon the right hand. He's going to be your, your defender. He's going to take away all the tears from your eyes and give you peace and joy and, 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 and happiness. He, he's going to be your, your miracle worker when everyone else is looking for a miracle. Hold on to God because he's not finished with you. Hold on to God because he's not finished with you. Leaders have to carry unusual news. Leaders have to tell people some unusual news. I want to tell you what the news is. The good news is that Jesus has come into this world to save sinners. The good news is that your family does not have to get on your nerves all the time. The good news is that God can give you a peace that passes all understanding that when they get on your nerves before, you just smile now. Before you used to argue and you used to complain. Now you smile and you give God praise. Don't you believe that God can give you that grace? Come on, somebody. When your husband is getting on your nerves and before you used to... Now you're just smiling and he wants to know what's going on. Before, when your children used to, used to get on your last nerves and you want to curse, say, listen, be careful. Don't curse your children. Don't tell them they'll never amount to anything. Speak good into your children. Lift them up. Speak God into their life. Because there's power in the tongue. And what you say can come to pass. Do things that are good. Because when you let go of good things, good things are going to come back your way. Somebody needs to understand. Why are you in chaos all the time? It's because you are creating chaos. 
Stop creating chaos and get back into the groove of the grace of God. And so it is the magnitude of the assignment that you will have to understand rests upon your life. Noah at 480 years had an assignment to tell the world the world will be destroyed. Second of all, there is the management of this situation. The Bible says in chapter 6 of verses 22, Noah did everything as God commanded him. Chapter 6 and verses 22. Thus Noah did all according to what God commanded him. So he did. And many times God is going to give you an assignment that you may say you are not qualified for. That assignment might be that you will have to sit down and keep quiet for six months. Come on, somebody. That assignment might be that nobody will call your name for one year. That assignment might be that you will, you, you, will be, you will be abused, refused, and confused for a period of time. But you got to hold on, my child, but your joy is coming in the morning. That assignment might be that you're going to have to be going to the backside of the desert for 40 years. And nobody will know who you are, but God is marinating you in the background. Because when he's ready for you, nobody can stop you. The, the anointing is not on Aaron. The anointing is not on Aaron's children. The anointing is not on the elders. The anointing is on you Moses and I called you and when I called you I will guide you and when I guide you I will favor you and when I favor you I will perform miracles for you and when I perform miracles for you I will let you lead a million and a half people out of the out of the, 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 the Pharaoh's hand into freedom. I am God and I will do it. Can I speak to somebody here this morning? The mandate is on you. The assignment is on you. How are you going to manage the assignment? Some people are going to get nervous. (laughs) I can't handle it. Can you pray? No, I can't pray. Can you fast? No, I can't fast. Can Can you? Can you sweep the church? No. Can you call this person and pray? No, not now. Can you manage your assignments? If not now, when? Well, you know, I got some things to take care of. Well, you know, I, I, I got to put the land in order and I got to put the house in order. And back home, I got some situation. When everything is finished, I, let me tell you, nothing in life is ever going to be soft and finished. You're going to have to live in the moment. The moment is now. Somebody touch somebody and say, the moment is now. I'm not going to wait on tomorrow. I'm not going to wait on next year. I'm going to do it now. When God gives me assignment, assignment is for now. It's not for next year. I don't know if I'm going to live that young man. He went to eternity at 50, celebrated his birthday two weeks ago, and went to eternity at 50 two, a few days ago. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know the assignment is for now. When I am faithful to now, God is going to do the impossible tomorrow. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say I'm ready for now. 
I'm ready so that God will do a now miracle upon my life. How are you going to manage it? Noah did everything that God called him. How did he deal with his family? Pastor Mahes, how do you go to your family? And says, honey, what's Noah's wife? Honey, no, Mistress Noah. I want you to know something. God has given me a big assignment. You again. You always got stories. How did he manage his wife? Some wife would have kicked him out. Some, some wife would have like, who, what are you talking, you're an old man. What are you talking about? Let me tell you, people are going to think you're crazy. People are going to think you're mad. But when you have a mandate from God, hold on my child. Do what God has called you to do. How did he deal with his wife? How did he deal with his three boys? Shem, Ham, Japhet. I want you guys to know that <laughs> daddy has been called to build a big boat. And this big boat is going to sail away. And it's going to, it sounds like Nancy's story now. And this boat is going to take only those who heard the word and enter into the boat. How do you deal with three teenagers? How do you, how did Noah deal with these three boys? These three boys will, will, will probably say, Daddy, you're mad, you're crazy. I got to go down Liberty Avenue and I got to enjoy myself. Daddy, no, 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 no. But I want you to know that when God gives you a mandate, he'll bring grace upon you and your family to take care of that mandate because I don't understand how his wife took it. I don't understand how his three boys took it. But they said, sign me up. Like Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to know that you have to now go and sign your family up. Come on, somebody. Pastor, one mandate you're telling me. Win the world? Yes, win the world. But first, win your family. Pray for that husband that needs to come to Christ. Pray for that wife that needs to come to the Lord. Pray for that child that needs to find their way back to God. Pray, pray, pray. Believe God. That's your mandate. Hold on to God. God is going to do a miracle. It may not take one year. It may not take five years. But when you hold to God, something will break forth from heaven and do a miracle in the minute that's impossible. God will make the impossible possible. Somebody shout hallelujah. I remember when our three boys were growing up, they're still growing up. One of the things that was never allowed for us to have a discussion over was to be in church. I got that from my father. My father would pull all the children. And, and, and in those days, they said we used, to, we used to sleep in the back because we're from one church to the other. But let me tell you something. It was good for us. Because, come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Because the DNA of the anointing of that song that we were singing, 
they didn't have all the lights and everything, but they were singing songs like, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And they were singing, uh, uh, there shall be showers. And those, that, that, that thing was going into my spirit. That thing was moving into all the children, amen, and, and all the five children and everything else. Because why? You got to force them and get them in. So when my boys were growing up, there was no discussion about whether they could come or not come. I don't care what it is. I used to go and iron Jonathan's clothes. He was 17, 18, and I, he would wake up late sometimes, and, and I don't know Jonathan with Jeremy and everybody, but I would iron it so that uh, when they come out the bathroom, they, and I had to preach that morning, but I wanted them to be in the house of God, because why? Amen. I gotta find my own home and let them find Christ. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Both. Noah had to deal with his, his, his three boys. But God made a way where there was no way. He had to deal with the family. He had to deal with the crowd. So now he took care of his wife. He, then he took care of his three boys. Now he had to tell the crowd, Crowd! In a few years, this whole place it's going to be destroyed. And the Bible says they mocked and scoffed him and said, who is that old man that was doing this? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He should go to the, to the, to the, to the madhouse asylum. Some people are going to think you're mad. And some people are going to either get mad or they're going to get glad. Because when God comes, you're going to have to take a stand in one way. You can't straddle both ways. You've got to follow the way of the Lord. Am I preaching to anybody? here somebody shout hallelujah somebody's put in there or somebody shout I got to win those around me and I know it's hard it's hard but you got to press on you got to keep up let your light shine among men to glorify the father which is in heaven and they, your, your biggest message is not your mouth. Your biggest message is your life. How you live. How you respond to things. Well, wait a second. She has let go one and two costs. What kind of worshiper is she? Well, he does let go one and two costs. Well, what, kind of, what, 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 what kind of church man is he? No, no. They must never say that. They must know that you are a man of God. And a child of God, whether it's in the church, whether it's out the church. Y'all don't want to hear from me today. Somebody shout hallelujah. We got to get our family to God. And then you got to tell the crowd, crowd, God has called me to give you the news. And now he's managing the situation. Some people are pelting him and he got to bun this way. Some people are pelting him, he got to bend. Some people, sometimes he got to hide in his house. Sometimes CNN coming by his, by his doorsteps saying, we heard news that you said you're going to, this world is going to be destroyed. And, and you know, he had to deal with everybody. He had to deal with the politicians. He had to deal with the news people. He had to deal with the, with, with the people who go to church. He had to deal with the people who, 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 uh, who, who always didn't like, he had to deal with everybody could you understand how he dealt with it you know how he dealt with it he had a peace of God upon his life if you deal with your problems thinking about what she say what he say 
what this one say, you're going to run mad. And if you got hair in your head, you're going to pull it out because you're going to run crazy. You cannot worry about he, she, and it. You got to stand firm in the Lord and in the power of his might. And you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. If there's one thing, you call me up and tell me anything, you ain't going to move me. By the way, I want to tell you something, baby. It can go through one ears and come on the other. Because if God don't tell me, I ain't listening to nobody. Somebody shout hallelujah. Y'all be careful who you listen to. You know, these days I've been listening to a lot of theological talk. Because I wanted to get into, there's all kinds of confusion. And even in the prophetic ministry, Minister Imran, there's so much people saying they're prophets. But they're false. And all they want to do is pick up a Bible, pick up a, a, a social media, and go live. And whatever comes out of their mouth, they utter it. And their people is, ah, oh, that sounds good. But the Bible says to, uh, what it says about uh, false prophets? Sheep and wolf clothing. Try the spirits and see whether they're of God. And, and then you got the, the, the prophetic, then you got the revelation uh, uh, theology. Everybody got a revelation these days. My God, it's like, it's like revelation coming like crazy. And, and let me just tell you, you got to be careful with all of these revelations because it will make you go mad. One revelation says, start walking backwards. And next thing you know, I believe that person he says, walk backwards. Next thing you know, we see you walking backwards. And when we went to one in Diana, my dad remembers. He said he got a revelation. Everybody must take their shoes off before they come to church. In six months, the church broke up. Be careful with what you listen to. But when it is God's man, you got to know what God has given you. Somebody shout hallelujah. How do you deal with the crowd? How do you deal with the news? How do you deal with the family? How do you deal with your children? How do you deal with your wife, with your husband? You got to put yourself before God and say, God, all the noise, I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to just listen to you and you alone because it's you who have called me. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want us to put up Hebrews chapter 11 and verse... Are you getting help this morning? I want you to put up Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. In the faith chapter of Hebrews 11, there are men of heroes, the heroes of the faith that's placed there. And God starts to talk about uh, uh, from the time of man. And he goes to Enoch. And then he goes to Noah. And in Noah... He says in verses 7, chapter 11, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. I want you to know that the best is yet to come. I want you to know, put it up there, Hebrews 11, 7. I want you to know the best is yet to come. Have, have you seen it? Have you seen it? No, you haven't seen it. But I feel the anointing of God coming. But I feel a wind of fire coming. But I feel something is about to happen. Is anybody feeling something's about to happen? 
Is anybody feeling something's about to happen in your family? Does anybody feel something's about to happen in your neighborhood? Oh, not because your neighborhood is all that good, but because you are a man and a woman of grace standing in the gap for your neighborhood. And if God looks down and sees one good man, he will do something for that neighborhood. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen. I want to talk to you about what faith is. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I haven't seen that blood report come back cancer-free yet. But I'm believing it will come back. Come y'all not helping me preach this morning. I haven't seen that, that car that God says he's going to give me another car. And that car hasn't come yet because this old car, it needs to go. But I know that God is going to give me that car. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I remember over the years, my father, amen, we're going to talk about him a little now. He's been in the ministry for over 60 years like Noah. People would mock him. People would scoff at him. People would tell him I'm manner of evil and everything else. But I've never seen my father get irritated with people. I've never seen my father try to revenge against people. I've never seen my father try to lash out at people. You can tell him one thing, it won't shift him. It is because of the grace of God that is on his life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes, and mommy, I'm going to talk about you too. And he had a good wife. Because every, behind every good man is a good woman. Amen. If I don't say it, amen. Mommy may not give me any food today. No, I'm kidding. But mommy, we want to thank God for you because you have held on and, and supported dad in this entire ministry. And for him to lead the charge like Noah, come what may, he found grace in the sight of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Don't despise people how they look. Don't despise people with, if they have. My father is a quiet, humble, but strong, graced man. I am more the talkative one. I got it from my mother. But he led many churches. You're going to see some of the people who write about him. This man made me come to Christ 40 years ago. This man's life made me take the ministry serious 35 years ago. Pastor Mahes, I think one of you in your writings, you said it was his life that made you take your step from Hinduism to Christianity and now a pastor 40 years later. That's what it is. That's the kind of man... A woman we need, we need men and women with grace in the sight of God who's going to stand up. How you, you deal with it? Put it back up there. Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. And the next thing he did, he moved with fear. He wasn't fearful of men. He was fearful of God. 
I would to God that we would be more fearful of God than fearful of men. Let me tell you, I fear no man. I can tell you that I've been through the valley. I've been through the darkness. I've been through everything. I ain't fear nobody. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Listen, I've been in the thick of voodoo in, in Haiti. When I went to preach to a big crowd and they were trying to do voodoo against me. And I knew that, but I slept like a baby. I preached like a madman and I went and I came back. And then they told me afterwards what was happening. I said, I know you have to know what's happening, but you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death without fear. Somebody shout hallelujah. I need to tell somebody, drop fear and look to God and you respect God. He says, and Moses moved with fear of God. We must have a fear and a respect for God. I am so, I am so you humbled over being able to stand in this pulpit for the period that God has given me the assignment. It might be another 10 years, it might be another 20, whatever it is, not of whatever it is, but the moment, but this assignment for this period, I am humbled to have this assignment and I fear God. You need to fear God over the assignment that God has given you and respect God and say, God, I will take it and I will respect it. When you do that, God will protect you. God will guide you. God will put his hands upon you. God will be like, he will be a friend closer than a brother to you. Brother, Brother Caleb was talking about how Pastor Mahis told him a couple years ago, you're going to lead a group. And he went and he, he left and he didn't want to do it. Am I correct? He says, no, no, no. But when you start to have a fear for God, God in a couple hours turned him around. Let me tell you, God's about to turn some people around. Come on, somebody, somebody, God's about to. He called, he called Pastor Mahes and he said, I changed my mind. Somebody's going to change their mind. Look, years later, he's a strong stalwart in the army of the Lord because he changed his mind. Somebody needs to change their mind and get into the power and the admonition and the fear of the Lord and say, count me in. I'm ready to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. Onward, Christian soldiers marching unto war. Oh, God, praise God. I got to leave. I got to hold my mind. Y'all didn't raise your hands and tell me time's up. Hey. Y'all didn't raise your hands and tell me time up. Finally. Oh, wait. Let me finish this scripture. This is a good scripture. He, he moved with fear and he prepared an ark. If y'all want to see the ark, go to Kentucky. Not Kentucky Fried Chicken. In Kentucky, there is the ark, that, a replica of the ark. I was there with my wife a couple months ago, same length, same breadth, same kind of wood, everything. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing to behold. And he, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world. And here is this. By speaking truth, he became a hearer of the righteousness, which is by faith. God's about to turn you into a hearer of righteousness. 
God's about to turn you into a hero of faith. God's about to turn you into, into his beautiful, shining representative for him. And the final thing which hits on my topic, the miracles of the fountains release. For the Bible says, put it up there in Genesis chapter 7 and verses 11. And in the 600 year of Noah's life, tell your neighbor, you ain't too old. Speak a little, you ain't too old. I know you all like to speak a lot of English. You ain't too old. God can use you. In the 600 year, the Bible says in the 600 year, in the second month, we're in a second month. I, I'm believing God for this right now. January's blessing is gone. I'm in February. I'm not talking about December. I'm not talking about January. I'm not even talking about March. I'm talking about February. This is the month, he says, in that second month, on the 17th day of the month, the same day after they went into the ark, everybody else told him he's a madman. But him, his wife, two, three boys, five, and the three wives, eight, were saved in the ark. Safe in the ark with the animals. The Bible says the whole earth was destroyed. And in that second month, after he preached for a hundred years, I want you guys to know something. All of you who are faithful to God, don't you ever give up. Stay at your post. Come on, come on. Don't you ever give up. Stay at your post. Don't you ever give up. Stay where God is calling you. Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever back out. Don't you ever leave. God's about to do something. Somebody need to know that. Don't give up. You'll be saved in the 600 years, in the second month, on the 17th day. The fountains of the deep started to spring up. Things are going to happen. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God is going to do it if he says it. Four fountains started to come up. Things that did not come up started to come. They used to probably get a little rain. But now they never saw fountains coming up from the ground. You're going you, you're gonna to start seeing where God is going to bless you from places that you never even thought it was going to be possible. You're going to start seeing that God is going to make some enemies your footstool. And people who didn't even used to talk to you is going to come to you. Some fountains are going to come up. Can I get somebody now? Somebody come help me now. You don't understand that some fountains are about to come up. Something is about to roar. Something is about to come. Something, something is about to happen. It's about to come from places that you never, 
never knew it was going to come before. You didn't know that a fountain was under your feet, but God has a fountain under your feet. He will bless you from the top. He will bless you from the bottom. He will bless you from the sideways. Everything is going to be blessed. Somebody stand to your feet and say, God's going to bless me. God's going to bless me. Amen. Hallelujah. Put it back up there. The fountains of the great deep burst open. And the floodgates of the skies were open. The blessings came from the foot. And the blessings came from the top. The blessings came from the ground. And the blessings came from above. You know to understand that when God is about to do an impossible miracle, he will do things that was never done before. You are looking for conventional ways. And God says, stop looking for a conventional way. Stop looking for a regular way. I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make you walk through dry ground in the Red Sea. I'll close the lion's den so that you can sleep. I'll make the fiery furnace not touch you it'll touch the enemies I'm about to do something I need the church to erupt and roll and shout hallelujah and say this is come on somebody all the fountains are open somebody put your foot down and say fountain open fountain open fountain open I declare it open right now. I declare every closed door will be open. I every shut down opportunity will be open. Every dumb and deaf spirit will be open. open. Every closed opportunity for your house will be open. Every closed business plan will be open. Every judgment that was brought against you, the truth will be open. Every gossiping spirit that caused confusion in your life will be revealed and open. Somebody shout. Every shut miracle is being open right now. Every shut down plan is being revived right now. Every shy spirit is becoming bold. Every proud spirit is being exposed. Every demonic spirit is being is being released for freedom and being destroyed. Every fearful spirit is going back to the pits of hell. It is the second month. Somebody say it is the second month. Fountains are coming down. Rain is coming down. It's coming down from the top it's coming from the bottom for let me tell you a miracle like this it couldn't just be rain from the top it had to be rain from the bottom it had to be fountain not only rain from the bottom it was fountains flowing from the bottom a few years ago I first went to Las Vegas not to gamble I don't gamble But in front of the Bellagio are fountains, dancing fountains. Frank Sinatra sings this song, and the song is dancing. And I'm looking, where is the water coming from? The water is coming from 
technological advancement that men put together a contraption of pipes and, and, and things to make the fountain flow from the bottom. And I say if a man could make a fountain blow from the bottom in front of Bellagio, my God who made the world can utter a word and say, fountain come thou up, fountain come thou up. And I declare a fountain coming upon you, and upon you, and upon you, and upon you. Come on, I declare it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Start a, start a slow march. Fountain coming up. Fountain coming up. Fountain coming up. Fountain coming up. There's a fountain coming up. There's a fountain coming up. Fountain coming up, fountain coming up, fountain coming up. Here's what God's going to do. Your enemies are blocking you from the top because they know blessings come from the top. Your enemies don't know the blessings can come from below. So let the enemies try their best. Fountains coming up. Fountains coming up. Hey, fountains coming up. Fountains coming up. Let me tell you about fountains coming up. For rain to come and fall on your head, it takes a period of time for the condensation of the clouds to connect to the evaporation of the wind that will connect to making water drop. But when water comes from the bottom, you're right there. You ain't got to wait. You ain't got to look. Fountains coming up. It's coming right. It's, it's, it's an immediate. Somebody touch somebody and say it's immediate. It's right now. It's happening now. Right now. Right now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Right now. It's coming down. Coming down. The rain is coming down. It's coming down. Coming down. The rain is coming down. It's coming down. Coming down. Rain is coming down. Rain is coming down. Fountains are opening up. 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 Hallelujah. Are you guys ready for it? Yes. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands? We're going to go into the assignment of the communion in a while. Close your eyes. Every hand lifted up and every hand lifted up in their living room. Everyone who's putting a prayer right there and say, my fountain is opening up. Somebody's putting a comment there, my fountain is opening up. The rain is coming down. The second month, this is it. I am going to call those things which were not as though they were in the name of Jesus. It's happening right now upon my life. It's happening right now upon my spirit. It's happening right now upon my entire being. It's happening. It's opening up right now. 
Somebody shout and say, God, I open my spirit before you. Open, my spirit. open your mouth and say, God, now. God, now. Like God. Noah, who found grace and favor in your sight. Let favor come upon me now. Open those fountains now. Yes, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on and give God a praise. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. If you go to college, I declare fountains coming up. To get a good degree, a good mark. If you're going for an interview in the month of April, in the month of February, I pray fountains come. As you sit there doing the interview, fountains are coming up. Grace is coming up. As you're about to go into contract for your first house and you signed it, fountains are coming up. It's coming up, it's coming up. <sighs> Hallelujah. As you play your hands over your children, it's not a it's not a regular laying his hands. Now, when you lay your hands tonight or this week, as you lay your hands on your children. Fountains are coming up because this is now grace upon you. Grace upon you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise. Thank you. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get the communion. Let's get the team to come and give the communion. You don't have to be a member of our church to take communion. If you know Jesus Christ, you can take communion. You're going to get yourself prepared after communion to give to God. We have all of the financial letters for everybody. If you sent your email, you'll get an email. If you haven't gotten it yet, you'll get it in a day or two. can go right ahead.
to get the bread you just not the full thing just go with the the tin top just open that up not the not the purple one the tin top that will open up the bread and then after we finish that we'll go to the next the bible is clear it says as often as you do this remember remember the lord's death and his resurrection the Bible says that night he took the bread and broke it and says, this is my body that was broken for you. Eat in remembrance. Let's eat it together. And now you can open up the purple one. It was not only his body, but it was his blood that was shed. And this represents the blood that flows from Calvary's cross. And it is by his blood our sins are remitted. Let's drink together. And even before you give it in, close your eyes. And as you heard the word, how the fountains are going to be open. I want you to pray over your own life and say, God, every burden, everything that I've carried. If you need Jesus in your life, say, God, I ask you to forgive me. If you've done anyone wrong, go ask forgiveness. Say, God, I want to be a soldier. I want to be someone like Noah who found grace in your sight I thank you I thank you now I declare that with this what we just took and the, and the word of God I declare that our portion are going to be great that this week we will have greatness coming forth from the bottom and the top I thank you now for we know that the fountains I've been bursted open, and I'm ready to receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great crowd today. You know, if we can get this crowd starting every 10 o'clock, that would be so great. You guys seep in over a period of time. Thank you for coming. Amen. But what a great crowd towards the end. Everybody fills out. Balcony, everyone. Thank you. Amen. If, I, if you didn't have something in your hands, I would tell you give yourself a round of applause, but that's good. Or oh, you can still clap. 
I want you to get into a connect group. Sign up outside. If you really do need your, 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 your statement, uh, we have it ready. may not be ready f- to give it to you, but we have it ready. It can be emailed to you or whatever. We can print it out, get it to you next week, or, or email it to you. So you can go to the front desk and say, email it to me. This is my email, or print it out for me. We'll have it all done. You'll get the email in a day or two. You'll get the printout next week. If you need it before, we can arrange for that. But we want to get your giving to everybody who give. We're so thankful. I want you to get your, I want you to get your, your giving, your, your, your offering. There are three ways of giving. Any, any, any letters you get will be given from the three places. So if you give by Cash App, we have a letter for that. If you give by Subsplash, it's emailed to you. If you give here through the offering, we have another letter for you. So thank you very much. If you give in all three places, you're going to get three letters. You give in one, you're going to get one letter. We have it all ready for you. I want to thank you. Would you lift your offering, everyone, to the Lord? Three ways to give. Last week, the man of God had challenged people to give. Some of you uh, said you're going to give it this week. And so I want to remind you. Thank you. As a matter of fact, uh, he's uh, opening a church, and I'll be joining him this afternoon for his grand opening in Long Island. Powerful man of God. Amen. Three ways to give, and you can go to our website, and through our, our uh, protected, uh, it's all protected, uh, through our website, Subsplash, then Cash App at Liberty CH, and then here at Liberty Church, you give your, your, your check or your cash. Please identify. And maybe you may want to put your, if you can, maybe you put your email. That would be helpful so that we now can email you your, your stuff. We should have announced that before. But even if you need a hard copy, we will be able to provide that for you. Thank you very much. Lift your offering to God. Say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Say it's loud. Thank you, God. You've given this to me. And I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. You're great and awesome. I give it to you willingly. I thank you for this local church. You brought me here to give voluntarily. And I thank you. Bless the kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. They're going to go around to give. Dad, come on up. And you say a few words as they give, and then Minister Imran will, will, will close in a song as we end it off. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel. And sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stay, lose all their guilty stay, lose all their guilty stay, and there may I divide. Wash all my sins away, wash all my sins. 